Welcome to The Pursuit, a podcast to help you identify the goals that are most important and how to use the skills you already have to achieve them. My name is Kenzie Gillette, a licensed mental health counselor and the owner of Libertas Counseling, where everyone has the freedom to be better. To listen to this podcast, The Pursuit, and to my previous podcast, check out LibertasCounseling.com. Hey guys, it's Kenzie Gillet with Libertas Counseling. This is a quick tip from a solution-focused life. So I want to talk about something that I hope will be helpful for you and all of your relationships. So, And I do want to focus a little bit more on marriage and long-term relationships, but this tip and this idea that I'm going to share with you will be helpful in any relationship that you have. So, you know, marriage is not like the movies. You know that. It's messier and it's slower. And sometimes even a little scary. And this this is not to say that marriage is without its bright spots. I mean, you get to wake up next to someone you generally care about and have a built-in support when real life knocks you over. So we accept the good and the bad, and then we try to accentuate that good and reduce that bad. You know, with half of all marriages ending in divorce, it seems that many of us are struggling in this effort. But it's not because you're a bad person, and it's certainly not because you and your spouse are not a good match. You see, when you first meet your spouse, you probably didn't see marriage in the horizon. It's likely you had even very little romantic attraction to them. So what happened? So I'll tell you, you learn to tolerate them. I know, it sounds bad. There's There's more though. You've gotten used to the quirks, the bad jokes, the weird taste of music, and you actually learn to like having them around. It's a real basic concept. You begin to like what is familiar. It happens with all things. The more it's around you, the more you see it, The more you interact with it, the more you begin to like it. So it's no wonder why your place of employment is likely where a lot of people meet their long-term partners. So the question is, how did you get from liking someone to having a strong romantic feelings where words like love and marriage begin to fill your thoughts? So I won't keep you in suspense, I'll just tell you. So the same attributes that drew you to like them will bring you over the line to romantic love. You know, I'll use an analogy that has been used by many different people before and one that I use all the time in my marriage counseling sessions. Every person that you meet has their own account with you, what we'll call the the love bank. With every interaction, that person either deposits or withdraws from that account. That interaction is either, either a positive one, a deposit, or a negative interaction, which is a withdrawal with you. When you meet someone and the account has just opened, Someone you brand new you just met. The balance is zero. This is why first impressions are so important. With no money in the bank, a withdrawal means an immediate overdraft. And for you, that means you don't want anything to do with that person. But oppositely, if you have an initial positive interaction, then you'll have a more favorable opinion and feelings towards them. It stands to reason that the people you have known for a long time, like your siblings or your parents or your spouse, they would likely have larger balances in their accounts with you because of more time and more opportunities for positive interactions. So all you have to take away from this is that the more positive experiences, however trivial, the stronger and deeper your feelings for them will become. You know, during the dating period, you both try really hard to be the best boyfriend or girlfriend you can. You call and text throughout the day. You hold the door for them. You make sure you always have a breath mint. During this courting period, 
there are more deposits into the love account than withdrawals, and now you begin to approach the feelings of love. Now, this pure behavioral description of love is sure to damper the, the raw passion you feel in the new relationships, but it holds true. The problems that we see in marriages that have failed is that there comes a point where the withdrawals begin to outpace the deposits. This means that you begin to argue a lot more. You forget to pick up your clothes. You stop making time for intimacy. Just as there was a certain point during courtship when you fell into love, that same line can be crossed over again into the realm of contentment, then resentment, and eventually hate. Now, if you're already feeling the downward slide in your marriage, then you can pump the brakes a little bit by committing to having more positive interactions rather than negative. This takes some practice and, of course, deliberate effort because your propensity to lay on the couch after work or spend hours on social media will need to take a backseat to courting each other again. You need to start dating each other. And here's a bonus tip. Even after the relationship or marriage has ended, your love account with your ex is still very much open. That means you still can do a lot to repair the relationships to a point of at least respecting each other, and especially when there are shared children. The effort that you both make to have more civil and even happy interactions, the more likely it will build on itself and carry you out of hate and then to a point of being able to coexist and raise your children. So the real simple solution is really 50 plus one. That's the phrase I say to myself and I, I say to my clients, 50 plus one. The more having more than 50% of your interactions, leaving you both feeling happy and you're on your way to strengthening and deepening that relationship. If we think about that 50 plus one, you can change the, the direction of growth for your relationships, whether it's our marriage, whether it's a, a, a new budding romantic relationship, maybe even a friendship or a family members. Every single person that you interact with has a, an account with you. And with every interaction, you're either adding to that account or you're withdrawing from it. Use this tip and I want you to share this with the people you care about and let them know how important every interaction that we have with other people is making a difference in how we feel and how close we are to them. Guys, thank you so much. Again, my name is Kenzie Gillet. I'm the owner of Libertas Counseling, and this has been a solution-focused life tip that I hope you can use and share around. You can check out my website, libertascounseling.com, for previous episodes of the Pursuit Podcast, and then also for more tips as well throughout my website. Take care, guys. Have a good week.